The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. This program is designed to discuss trends in real estate investing, promote financial literacy, and learn how to create financial freedom for your life. Get the hottest tips from experts in real estate investing and more. Now, here's your host, Lori Wetzel. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my premiere show of Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. I am so excited to be with my listening audience today and to share what it is like being a successful real estate investor and an entrepreneur. So tell me, why would you want to listen to Lori Wetzel? Well, I will tell you why. I am a light bringer, a magic maker, a world shifter, and a game changer. I will challenge you, break you open, uplift and expand you, and I won't let you play small with your life. Now, as far as my professional background, I hold an executive MBA degree from the University of Illinois while working and raising a family. My last corporate America job was at a major airline as a senior human resource manager overseeing employees at a contact center. So in 2010, two airlines merged and everybody knows what happens when two big companies come together, right? I suddenly found myself without my six-figure income job and two kids in college out-of-state tuition. Can everybody say, ouch, I was in a world of hurt at that time. Yet, you know what? I knew I was being called to a different path and I had to reinvent myself. Well, that path became entrepreneurship. And there are two things. If you don't remember anything else today, remember this. Own a small business and invest in real estate. Since then, with my first real estate deal, my company received a net profit of $80,000 and subsequent deals have been very profitable based upon the real estate education you're going to hear about that I use in my deals. So I leverage multiple strategies, partnership, community efforts, and I execute both short and long-term real estate transactions. Now, a little bit about how the show is. This is what we're going to do. This show is designed to reach open-minded individuals willing to explore opportunities in real estate investing and financial literacy. You see, real estate is just not about just buying and selling houses. It's much more than that. It's about creating a lifestyle for yourself and your family. It's about creating legacies, wealth, and freedom coupled with empowerment and accountability to make a difference in this world, right? When you listen to our show, you're going to learn how to think like a real estate investor and to be a problem solver. 
Too many people today focus on the problem. It's been a lot of negative news in the media. And, you know, I choose not to focus on the problem. I want people to focus on the promise. And the promise is that you can create the lifestyle that you want using the tool of owning a small business and real estate investing. All right. So we're going to have four parts to the show. Uh, The first section is going to be what's hot in real estate now. So we're going to look at the latest trends in different parts of the country. I'm also going to have celebrity guests, authors, and entrepreneurs. We're going to do a section on financial literacy and personal finance. And then the last part, you'll have an opportunity to email me your questions and I can read those on the show. So that's the format of our show. Welcome one and all. Right now, I would love to introduce my first guest. Her name is Amy Kite. She is a very successful real estate broker based in Illinois. So when people ask Amy what she does for a living, this is what she says. I help individuals build their future and create their legacy by investing in real estate. So Amy is considered a top broker in her field. Uh, She has netted 98% of her clients' asking price for over the past three years. Amy is going to cover today what's hot in real estate in the Midwest. You know, next week we'll cover a different part of the country. But I always like to start with the hometown as I'm based in Chicago, Illinois. So hi, Amy. How are you today? I'm great, Lori. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm doing outstanding. So tell me, what's hot in the real estate market right here in the Midwest? Investing is hot right now. We've got great opportunities in the in the Midwest right now to buy real estate and hold it and make cash flow um, and also opportunities for gain and price appreciation. So our values have not come up as much as they have in other parts of the country. And so it is still a great time. And the nice thing's been our um, our rental rates have not fallen. Usually what happens is when values of properties go up, rental rates fall because more renters become buyers. And we haven't seen that. We've actually been seeing rental rates and prices both go up together. So it's a great opportunity right now to be buying and investing in properties to hold, there's still opportunities to buy and flip properties here. So it's it's a great market for us. Okay, perfect. So tell me a little bit more about why is that in terms of our values uh, have not gone up yet. Is that because in the Illinois it's a judicial state or uh, as far as foreclosure is concerned or is there another reason? The reason we haven't seen the values go up as much is there have been more people moving south into markets like Florida, uh, Texas, Arizona, Nevada, some of those that were harder, harder hit than us, Texas not being one of them, but the others. We've seen people moving south to get to better weather, and so there haven't been as many buyers in these markets up here to increase the values like there have been down there. So you have to figure... In Chicagoland alone, about 50% of our sellers today are actually leaving and moving south. 
Uh, they may hold a second home up here, go down, have something for the winter. Uh, but we're seeing, you know, many people leave, and so that's decreased the number of buyers, which then doesn't create the multiple offer situations and the demand on the sales. So the values just haven't gone up like they have. You know, in talking to other great agents across the country, their values have, have gone up to where they were in 2007. We're not there. And we don't anticipate being there before uh, we probably see the market shift again down. And hopefully it's just a slight down, but we don't, we don't anticipate the markets getting back to where they were in 2007 in the next few years at all. Wow. So it's a great time to invest in real estate in the Midwest. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, let's say that I am a brand new real estate investor. Give me an idea what neighborhoods, what areas should I look first to invest in property? If you are um, looking to buy and hold properties and buy and flip properties, the first thing I'm going to tell you is watch your school districts. When markets shift, the areas that go up first are the good school districts. And so get into areas that have great school districts because people are attracted to those and they have reasons to buy into those. So areas that you can, uh, that, that meet that criteria are always the top selling markets. They may not be your best opportunity for value today as far as rentals go. So then what you do is you look at the surrounding areas. So great opportunities today that I look at are um, further out, not downtown Chicago necessarily, but some of the communities, even like West Rogers Park, mm-hmm. um, can be a great opportunity to buy and hold. People like to be in that area. They can get where they need to go, and the values haven't gone up um, astronomically like they have in some of the other areas, like Lincoln Park, Right. Okay. So that if you're looking out in the suburbs, there's some great opportunities. Um, Gurney, Grays Lake, Fox Lake area is always a, an opportunity. Bolingbrook can be a great opportunity where values haven't skyrocketed, and yet you can still make some, some cash flow on rentals. Ah, that's the key word, right? Cash flow on, on rentals. Oh, that's awesome, Amy. Now, listen. Uh, in the news lately, there's been the latest craze for millennials about Pokemon Go. And I'm a baby boomer, okay? So I'm not quite sure what the obsession is about Pokemon Go. But I understand it has worked its way into the real estate industry. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes. So uh, there are People can go around and collect the Pokemon, and then they can have competitions at Pokemon gyms, which can be set up in different places. So literally, agents are advertising their properties in areas where millennials will purchase, right? So condo areas, city areas, that kind of thing, where they advertise, hey, we're, you know, uh, there's four uh, Pokemon gyms within a mile, because then people will walk there and have competitions with other millennials and their Pokemon. So they're advertising physically how close they are to Pokemon gyms, um, to other Pokemon meetup uh, locations. And now there's actually even talk. We're trying to figure out how we can create a, a oh, how do I want to call it, a wild Pokemon type where we can create one for an open house and 
have it have that wild Pokemon available from two to four during the open house where people can come in and collect that unique Pokemon. So there's all different kinds of ways we're looking to use it within real estate. And it's just oh. beginning. I mean, this is literally just beginning. So it's kind of become a cool craze right now. Yeah, don't you just love technology and what it can do? And I and I guess it's getting people out to exercise too. So that's that's pretty neat as well. So we only have a couple of more minutes, Amy, and I just really want you to share from your heart. Why is it that you do what you do? What fuels Amy Kite as a successful real estate broker? Yeah, I was fortunate enough um, at 19 to move overseas to Europe. And those are very impressionable years, 19, early 20s. And what I learned quickly was that this is such a huge world. And there are so many different cultures and opportunities and learning um, opportunities around this world that I think travel and experience is paramount to an individual, and I do this so I can take my kids around the world because I want them to understand that they can live and be anywhere in this world that they choose, that they don't have to stay here if they don't want to. If they choose to, hey, I want to go help out in Africa, I want to go help out in the Philippines because there have been so many um, hurricanes and stuff down there, I want them to know they can step into any country, have been there hopefully once, or have been into enough odd countries for the first time that they go, you know what, I'm not afraid to travel outside of the United States. I'm not afraid to pick up and go help somebody who needs help around the world because, doggone it, that's what this is about. It's not about what you do for yourself because even when you give to somebody else, you're giving to yourself because you get a positive feeling out of it. So, you know, sometimes people say, oh, well, you know, you keep giving, you keep giving. Yes, we keep giving because guess what? It makes our hearts feel good too. And we love that. And that's why we do this. Absolutely. Amy, you know what? This is why you want to invest in real estate, own your own business, because it gives you the freedom for philanthropy to give back into the world, to expose your family and your children to different cultures. Amy, thank you for spending time with Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. We are getting ready to go to break. Um, Our next guest is very near and dear to me. His name is Bob Tierney, and we're going to talk about the top five reasons why you want to invest in real estate right now. We'll see you soon right after the break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. When you work with marketing or PR firms, they're moving in slow motion. 
or they just don't know what they're talking about. You won't get that on Marketing at Lightspeed. Host Ethan Raziel and his guest experts will deliver tips and tricks that work at Lightspeed. If you want to accelerate your company's marketing, listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in to Insights and Strategies with Barbara Lang for a look into the issues that matter to you, such as economic growth and stability, quality education, strong neighborhoods, and accountable leadership. We'll also highlight leadership today, how it can be strengthened, and how it impacts your community. Insights and Strategies is heard live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetlauriwetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at meetlauriwetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Welcome back, everyone, with Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. Our focus is on real estate investing and financial literacy. And I'd love to introduce you to my next guest. He's, this is a person that's very near and dear to my heart. Bob Tierney is a not only a real estate investor, but he specializes in historical restoration. So just a little bit about Bob's background. Uh, he actually had his own remodeling company in the late 1990s. And he did some remodeling in Oak Park in the Chicagoland area. But today, Bob will only remodel and restore homes that he has purchased through his real estate investing company. So Bob has been a real estate investor since 2006. He specializes in short sales, wholesaling, fix and flips, lease options, and other proven investment strategies. Now, in addition to that, Bob Tierney is also a founder advisory board member for Renatus, which is the premier online real estate investing education company in the country. They have over 40 different real estate investor strategies, and they are taught by top instructors. And I also understand Mr. Tierney has a little radio show experience like he was back in the day on another radio station for about six months doing a real estate show. But we are very delighted to have him on Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. Hi, Bob. How are you? I'm good, Lori. How are you doing today? Oh, I am thrilled to death being able to add value to my listeners. So I promised today, I promised today, it's a little bit of background noise there, but I promised today that we were going to talk about the top five reasons why you want to become involved in real estate investing right now, right? And there's a saying I'm sure people have heard, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So you want to plan to become involved in real estate investing today is the best 
uh, investment out there, as well as being able to give you the freedom to create the lifestyle that you're looking for. So, Bob, why don't we get started? Top five reasons why real estate investing is your best investment today. Let's go with one, number one. What's your number one? The number one reason for me uh, really takes me back to what got me inspired to get into real estate investing in the first place. And I had a job working for, uh, uh, well, I had a couple of different jobs working in corporate America. I'd gotten laid off a few times. and Oh, so you too, daughter, huh? You, you got laid <laughs> off as well, huh? <laughs> I got laid off as well. Uh, join and the club. The, so when, when I was, I had, a, I, had a, I had a great job. I was making $108,000 a year. I'd had that job for seven months. And I walked into work one day and 22 people get, got laid off. And I was one of the 22. Wow. And that was, that was a shot. That was a, you know, that was one of the hardest experiences that I'd ever been through the, to that date in my life. Because, you know, I worked so hard going to college for five years. And, you know, really working hard to get out of the humdrum of, of you know, trading my time for dollars, working for other people, and those types of things. And when I got laid off from that job, I had an epiphany. The epiphany was that job security is an oxymoron. And my daughter at the time was 11 years old. My student loan payments were $850 a month. I had uh, gone to DePaul University. And so the experience of getting laid off really shifted my mindset from trying to find another job to what am I going to do with my life so that in the case I ever get laid off again or in the case I ever have some financial upset again that I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to be victimized by this circumstance. You know, and the corporations out there, you know, they, they've got to make money. They've got to have their bottom lines. People are a commodity to them. You know, I don't, I don't think corporations today have the same type of loyalty to their people that they used to have when our, our parents and our grandparents used to work. And so, for me, that was the number one reason, was trying to find a way to create some stability, create some security, create some passive income uh, that would come in whether I worked or not. Uh, over the uh, after that layoff, I got into uh, I got back into remodeling, which is what had gotten me through college. And as a remodeling contractor, I had uh, I had made good money on jobs, but I also experienced the uh, I also experienced the ebb and flow. You know, on, a, on a great remodeling project, we would make really good money. On another remodeling project. Uh, maybe it took a little bit longer. Maybe there was some some delays in uh, uh, equipment or or uh, materials and different things getting to the project on time. So other projects, I didn't experience that same level of consistency. And so over the years, as a uh, as you know, going from having a job getting laid off, having the epiphany about job security being an oxymoron, then starting my own business and getting into the remodeling world. I still experienced a, a sense of if I can't work or if something happens to me or if the job doesn't go as well as it could, I'm still going to have that, that, that uh, instability in my, in my financial situation. 
So, so you, you know, know what, gotta, Bob? <laughs> let me let me just stop you right there. You reminded me of the cash flow quadrant, but it's a little bit of twist on it because, you know, in the top left hand corner. If you have an hourly wage, you're paid by the hour. But in the bottom left-hand corner, you still haven't crossed over the threshold. You're paid by project. So if you didn't have a project with your remodeling company, if you didn't have a gig, if you didn't have some place to go to the remodel, you weren't working and you weren't making income. So... That, that's what you're meaning by the number one reason is stability, passive income, and it gives you the security that is not like a, a, a W-2 job where you could walk in one day and say, hey, guess what? Put your stuff in the box. You're laid off. Is that accurate? It is. And there was a couple of things I learned about real estate early. And this is, you know, I'm taking you back 10 years. Mm-hmm. I had never, I hadn't. I hadn't thought about real estate investing as a, as a possible thing for me because uh, my, I had bad credit and I had limited money. And I allowed the, the limited money and bad credit, I allowed that to stop me from even thinking about it or trying it. And when I got introduced to real estate investing ten, uh, over 10 years ago now, the thing, that, the, thing that was, the thing I was skeptical about or the thing that surprised me was that I could possibly do real estate without having my credit checked, without having money. And that was the thing that I said to myself, you know what, if that's real, if that's true, I want to learn about that because, you know, I, I had met some people that were buying properties for rehabbing and, you know, in a, in a two-month remodeling project making, you know, $50,000 profit on a fix and flip. I never made anywhere near that much money as a remodeling contractor. And so that was another one of those eye-opening experiences. And, and that, you know, that number one reason, the security and stability, boy, if I could learn how to make $50,000 in a two-month project or, uh, or if I could learn how to create some stability and security with uh, passive residual income with some rental properties or some of the other uh, you know, creative strategies that we that we teach today, uh, that would that would make a huge difference in the quality of my life. Okay, perfect. So stability and security number one. Let's move on to reason number two. For me, reason number two, and this uh, also goes back ten years ago. Uh, one of the mentors that I met early on uh, said. I want you to design your life and then build a business that makes that happen. And if money wasn't an issue or money wasn't an object and you had consistency in income, you had consistency in revenue, what would your life look like? I want you to write that down. And I remember going through this exercise and I sat down and, you know, you got to think about my life as a remodeling contractor, getting in a work truck every morning, fighting traffic to get to the job site, fighting traffic to get to the, uh, to get to the supply house or uh, pick up materials, fighting traffic to get to estimates. So the first thing I wrote down was never fight traffic again. <laughs> so, so that wasn't that's just it just it was just the thing that just came out of me right the never traffic again the second thing i wrote down 
And also, yeah, I just celebrated my 10th wedding anniversary in November. Oh, congratulations. So Thank you. And so I had, I was newly married. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this new mentor and my wife and I both worked. So we never saw each other and we just got ma- We had just gotten married. We're talking about our future. We're talking about, you know, what we're going to do with our lives and all those things, but we never had time. We never saw each other. So the second thing I wrote down was have coffee with my wife every morning. Aww. Have coffee with my wife every morning. And so that was, uh, you know, that was the second thing. And so, you know, the second reason for me really is being able to, de- to, to design your life and then make a, a building business that makes that happen. You know, and a lot of us are working 9 to 5, and it, it isn't really 9 to 5. It's because you're getting up at 6.30 to get in the truck or the car or the train or whatever to get to work. Then you're working all day and then getting home. It's more like 7 to 8 is what we're really working, or 7 to 7. And no so, time for quality life at all. No time for quality life. Yeah. You know what? I, I want to reemphasize something that you said earlier. You took yourself out the game because you had bad credit at the time. You didn't have a lot of money and you thought you couldn't do real estate investing. And so you found out through real estate investing education, there's nothing further from the truth. In fact, you can do this. So your number two reason is you want to design your life, right? You get to have and create whatever it is that you want to have. The thing is, it's just to create a business so that you can earn the income that you desire and live the life that you want to live. That's great. Those are great two reasons, Bob. That's awesome. Now, listen, we're getting ready to go to break. So when we come back from break, we're going to share the other three reasons. So we're going to cover once again the top five reasons to do real estate investing today. Do not wait in your life right now. You can do it. So we'll be right back with our guest, Bob Tierney, real estate investor. Stay tuned. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Do you feel overwhelmed by money? Not how much you have, but how to talk about it? We face financial decisions every single day that can change the game for us. Listen for Making Money Fun with Shanna Tinjum. You'll learn more about what you can do with your money and ultimately what it can do for you. Don't cower under a rock about investing in personal finance. Talk about it with your family, your friends, and more. Listen every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. What makes great leaders? Results? A lasting legacy? Is it making a difference in your life or maybe the lives of others? I lead. 
The Leadership Connection with host Dr. Linda Sharkey will bring you the practical tips and tools to make you an extraordinary leader and by doing so, build a better, more successful and more profitable organization. Our show is all about you, the leader that you can be and the culture that you can create. Tune in to I Lead, The Leadership Connection, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at MeetLoriWetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at MeetLoriWetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. All right, welcome back. I'm here with Bob Tierney, who is a successful real estate investor and also specializes in historical restoration. We're going over the top five reasons why real estate investing is your best investment today and why you should do this right now. So we've covered reasons one and two, stability and security as is the first reason, as well as number two is choosing your life, designing your life and building a business around that to make it happen. And I, I bet your wife, Beth, is also loving the having the coffee with my wife every morning. I'm sure she appreciates that, Bob. She does. And we absolutely had coffee together this morning. So we 10 years later have built a business that makes that happen. And it is a rare, rare, rare morning that we have coffee and spend together. I was able to free myself from having to work in 2006. And August 31st of 2007 was my wife's last day of work, uh, working for other people. Obviously, we work together in our business, but uh, it's absolutely changed our lives. Mm, So beautiful. So let's hear reason number three. Reason number three, right? Once it, once I got the mentoring and the coaching to build a business and it's what type of business am I going to build and why am I in the real estate investment and business ownership uh, industry? You know, our children's 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 children are going to need a place to live. There is never an end ever to the opportunity in real estate. The population of our country is ex- expected to reach 400 million by 2042. That is 80 million more people than live here today. They're going to need to live somewhere. And so, uh, and, and, and we are already real estate investors. If I own a house, I'm a real estate investor. If I'm renting, I'm investing in real estate, just not my own. I'm investing in someone else's. And so learning about real estate, learning about how to, you know, what are the different acquisition strategies? What are the different financing and holding strategies? What are the different exit strategies? But how can we start doing a couple fix and flips a year that have, you know, $40,000 plus profits in it. You know, how can we start to add rental properties to a portfolio, start to create that security? Uh, I like to be in a business that there's really not an, an end of demand for. And there's a lot of different types of businesses out there that are seasonal or cyclical. And, you know, I know that there's people out there saying, well, the real estate market tanked and crashed. Uh, it created the greatest opportunity to buy houses that we've ever seen in our entire lifetime. I bought a house that sold for 184. I paid 39,500 dollars for it. It would cost 200 grand to build that house. 
and we paid forty grand for the property. So you know, and we're, when, when our, whenever there's uh, whenever there's mayhem in the streets and you know there's uh, the economy's tanking, there's always opportunity if you understand where to look and understand how to organize the resources to take advantage of the opportunities that present themselves. Now, Bob, how did you how did you learn how to do that? I got involved with a real estate investment training program, and when I first heard about it 10 years ago, uh, I was probably the most skeptical guy in the room, but one of the things I really liked about the organization was they didn't try to sell me something the night I went, uh, and the people that I got to work with were local. They actually lived here and worked here in the Chicagoland area, and they invited me out to come to a meeting. They invited me to come to a workshop. They invited me to come out and see some properties and actually attend some property tours, and I wasn't asked for any money. <laughs> it was a, it was a it was a different experience than uh, most of the you know quote seminars and different things I had been to before. So, so that's how I got started, and uh, I'm forever grateful that I was introduced to it. You know what? That is so key. Real estate investing is a team sport, not an individual sport. So you plugged, you you purchased real estate investing education and training, and you plugged into a local community of real estate investors so that you can learn how to do this. And now it insulates you against the economy, no matter how volatile or cyclical it is. You have the real estate investing strategy that you can apply in any given opportunity that comes across your your desk. Is that accurate? It is. All you know, right. That brings me to point number. That brings me to point four, and I know we're limited time here. So point four, uh, reason number four is the benefits of being a business owner, the benefits of owning a corporation. You know, I remember I shared that my credit was trashed. Well, I learned how to build credit inside of a corporation separately from myself. There's many, many things that we can do as business owners that we can't do as employees. There are over 400 different tax benefits and tax breaks that are given to business owners. And a lot of people are afraid of it. And so this is one of the reasons that I was also interested in some mentoring and coaching so that I could learn what are the legal and tax strategies? How do we structure ourselves? What are the differences between S-Corps and LLCs? Right? How should I have earned income come in? How should I have passive income come in? There's a lot of different things that, that you can learn about that will make a huge difference in, in your income, in your ability to create wealth, in your ability to leave a legacy, you know, there, the, being a business owner in this country, this is what our country was built on. And so learning as much as you can about the laws, the rules, and the regulations about business ownership uh, and about real estate investing are, are fundamental and why today and right now is such an important time to be educating yourself about these things because, you know, to think that a, a company or corporation out there is going to take care of us for the rest of our lives, those days are gone. They are absolutely gone. And so let's bring it home with reason number five. Well, this is, to me, this is the, this is the biggest one. Wealth can be created in many ways. And people that make quick money, people that are in get-rich-quick programs, people that, you know, have some fad and make a bunch of money, that money is fleeting. It doesn't last. The kind of people that, that become entrepreneurs and endure and create lasting businesses, lasting wealth, and leave a lasting legacy are the people that build businesses that make a difference in the world. They provide value. 
They help people. They solve problems. They teach. They educate. They they solve uh, challenging real estate situations. Uh, you know, we buy old houses and rehab them and make a difference for communities. We save people from getting foreclosures on their records and save people's credit. We help bring back uh, entire neighborhoods. I own uh, three Victorian houses today. We actually won an award from the mayor for the restoration of one of them. Uh, and the properties that, you know, we actually were able to secure grant money with. And, you know, when you, when you have it that you're going to create uh, value in the world and you're going to make a difference and that you're going to build a business that does that, that will sustain you for life. And one of the things I love the most about what you're doing right now, and I'm so proud of you, Lori, for taking on the show and, and the getting your voice out there. I love the, love the name of the show, Keeping It Real, because <laughs> there's not a woman out there I know on the planet that doesn't keep it real like you do. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> and I know your heart, and I know the difference that you've got the capacity to make. So I'm excited about your new show. Um, I hope the opportunity comes again where I can get on it, and I certainly hope to meet some of the people that are inspired by you in the future at some of our upcoming, uh, upcoming workshops. Well, Bob, thank you. It's an honor to be your colleague and your friend, and I really just want to emphasize reason number five. Every day as entrepreneurs, we ask ourselves, did I add value to someone's life today? It's a very important question. When you get up in the morning and listen, sometimes people think it's, you know, a lot of money or you have to put in a lot of extra time. You know what? You could be rolling your garbage container out to the sidewalk because it's garbage day and you wave to your neighbor or spend time with them and check in and see how, how they're doing. It's about adding value to the lives of other people in whatever you do. And in this business of real estate investing, we get to be problem solvers for others. Um, they may be uh, in a distressed situation. Uh, they may have to, they may have suffered from a divorce or death in the family, not really knowing what to do with their property, how to exit out of it. They may be in a little bit of trouble. They've gotten behind on the mortgage payments. And our role as an entrepreneur and real estate investor is to be a problem solver so that it is a win-win situation all the way around. So let me just recap the top five reasons that you shared, Bob. I think they are so spot on. Number one, stability and security. Uh, job, having a job security, as you say, is an oxymoron. It's no such thing as job security. You could walk in any day and get laid off, terminated, and you find yourself without that W-2 income. Number two, you have the ability to choose your life. And design it the way you want to by building a business around it and making that happen. I love it that you said you never fight traffic anymore. That's another thing we had in common, by the way. I used to do an hour and 15 minute commute each way on a good weather day. And I said, no more. I'm not doing it again. And I have coffee with my husband, Perrin, every morning. So it's pretty neat to be an entrepreneur. Number three, real estate. 
everybody is in real estate. You either rent or you own, but you're in real estate, whether you realize it or not. So why not become educated and take advantage of the multiple real estate investing strategies that are out there? So regardless of the economy, Regardless of the political climate and the craziness that's happening today, it really doesn't matter because you are in control of your life and your destiny by controlling your own business and investing in real estate. Number four, business ownership is key. You have the ability to take advantage of those tax deductions. You have the ability to um, participate in something called genuine self-direction. And there's so many other perks in business ownership. Uh, Too many. We'll have to do another show on that. And most importantly, number five. Creating wealth and making a difference in the lives of others while you are doing that. You know, and that is absolutely the most important reason. Uh, This planet is getting smaller by the day and it's up to us to be kind and compassionate to each other. And doesn't mean that we can't make a profit in our business. We live in the greatest country of capitalism there is in the United States of America. I'm darn proud of it. But here's the thing, while you're making a profit in your business, you can help others along the way. It's what life is all about. Bob Tierney, thank you so much for spending time with me on my show today. Much success as you continue your real estate investing career and as you help others along the way. Okay, when we come back, folks, we're going to transition into a segment called Financial Literacy and Personal Finance. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. your work-life balance. In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetloriwetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at meetloriwetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Welcome back, everyone. I'd love to have a conversation with you about financial literacy. Now, this isn't taught in schools, right? So if you don't get it from people surrounding you, maybe people at home or neighbors or church members, if you're not exposed to this, many of us are clueless about financial literacy and what it takes to manage your finances. Uh, You don't receive the proper education, and even when you go away to, say, for example, undergraduate school or even graduate school, there's a certain parameter that we teach in terms of time value of money in graduate school and you learn about interest. But what about just the basic, how do I manage my finances? So today I'm going to briefly cover a subject that's near and dear to my heart, credit. And it's such a huge subject, I'll be sure to tap back into this again. But today, I'm going to cover the seven biggest mistakes people make with their credit so that you can learn or begin to take control of that. So the first biggest mistake is being uninformed. Like people really don't know what makes up their credit profile, what makes their credit scores. As a matter of fact, with your FICO score, there are actually five main components. One is payment history. It actually makes up about 35% of your FICO score. Uh, many people are aware, yes, i got to pay my bills on time. What exactly does that mean and how does that impact my credit or FICO score? Number two is the utilization rate. Now, that's about 30%. Many people think when they receive a credit card in the mail, they say, wow, they gave me a $10,000 line of credit. That doesn't mean you go and blow ten grand. It doesn't mean that, right? Your utilization rate is you want to look at what's open versus what you have available on your credit line. So, in simplistic terms, if you have one credit card that has a $10,000 line of credit, you never really want to utilize more than 30% of that or $3,000, right? Because you want to be able to show the credit bureaus that you are responsible with your credit. If you begin to go over 50% of your utilization rate of all your credit cards that you have combined together and what you have available, it will definitely impact your credit score. All right, number three, the third component of a FICO score is the age of a file. Now, you got to grace with age with this one. So it's 15% of that uh, FICO score. Uh, so in order to reach like 800, you you want to be up in age, but it's still how this affects you is you don't want to close any accounts, 
right? I didn't know back in the day I had an old account. I didn't use the card anymore. I closed it out. It was a mistake. I'd had that card for over seven years. So closing your oldest accounts really hurts you badly. Um, the fourth component of your FICO score is your mix of credit. That's about 10%. And the fifth component of your FICO score is new credit or inquiries. It's about 10%. So you want to become informed about your credit. So that's number one. Number two, not using credit. Like some people are like, oh, I'll just put it in a drawer. I won't use it. It'll be there for a rainy day. And then three years later, two years later, you go to use it and they maybe have cut your line. It's totally possible. Also, uh, there's something called a dormant charge that if you haven't used in a while, they may, some credit card companies will do that as well. So attempt to use your credit cards every 60 to 90 days. You can maybe charge 20 bucks on it and then pay it off. Uh, but so you're not running up the bill. Another thing, don't overextend your credit. So good credit is the ability to get approved, not taking every credit offer that comes in the mail. Right. So if you have zero uh, credit uh, accounts, that's bad. And in the other extreme to that is if you have 500 accounts, that's bad, too. So somewhere in the middle, you want to have some credit. Ten or less is pretty good. Okay? Now, here's another thing. Number four, slow pays versus bad credit. You want to make sure that you are paying your bills in a timely manner. Uh, if you don't, particularly with your mortgage, if you don't pay that one bill, and I know how it gets sometimes, you have more bills than money that you have to make things go around. But if you have to choose one bill that you're never late on, don't be late on the mortgage, right? Uh, if you are late 30 days and say you have a 720, a 720 credit score, for example, it can drop. Uh, to 660 points or late, and it'll take you nine months to recover. So never, if at all possible, be late with your mortgage. Your credit card balances, you want to keep them at 30% or below with that utilization rate. Number six, always be prepared, right? If you want to Keep a watch on your credit profile. Know what's in there. There are a lot of errors in your credit profile. And unless you look and know that, you, you have no clue. You just assume that maybe everything in there is good. Not necessarily so. A credit monitoring service is a good use of uh, your income to just keep an eye on your credit profile. And the biggest mistake people make is not taking any action at all. So those are your seven biggest mistakes people make with credit. Now, I will cover different topics on each show. So just let me know what you'd like for me to cover in financial literacy. I also will have what we call a Q&A section. So email me your questions at laurie at meetlauriewetzel.com and I will be happy to review some of them on the show. So I have one listener who 
asked me a question, so let me read this. He says, my wife and I are thinking about retiring, but we don't want all the responsibility of owning a home. I also do not want to lose the tax breaks that come from owning a home. What would be your suggestion as we move closer to retirement, say in about two years? We are presently renting, we have owned but sold, and we've been renting for five years, and we are open to moving anywhere warm. So this was submitted by Robert. He asked me not to mention his last name. So Robert, thank you for sending that into my website. Uh, Listen, here's the thing. I definitely understand how if you're becoming graced with age and you really don't want to worry about the heavy maintenance with a house because if anything breaks down, you're responsible for repairing it. You've got to make sure the lawn is mowed. If you're in Chicago, you got to make sure the snow is shoveled. Um, here's what you do. Look into a condo or a townhome and that way you can continue to deduct the interest as well as having those tax breaks without having the heavy maintenance. Also, do your research. Go to city-data.com. You mentioned you wanted to move to a warmer climate. And uh, select your climate there. Do some research. Lots of demographical data. You can move there. Find a nice townhome, a condo. Well, folks, this is the end of my show. And I love you all madly for listening. Thanks for being with Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. And look for my show next week. We'll have a very special guest, Sharon Lecter, author of Think and Grow Rich for Women. Until then, take care and have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning into Keeping It Real. Be sure to join Lori Wetzel again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Central, and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. We know you'll learn something new every week, so we'll meet here again soon. Until then, focus on keeping it real and live a life of success.